Matt and Mike in the morning. Welcome back to Matt and, Mike. Matt and Mike in the morning. This is the circumcision edition. We're going to start with a demonstration. No, we're not. We are absolutely not <laughs> going to. <laughs> this is New Testament lesson 20, the most Baptist edition yet, um, to be taught on February the 11th. Uh, so the, the lesson is based off of Acts chapter 15 and Galatians 2 uh, a little bit as well. It, it's talking about the Judaizers. So the Judaizers um, were the, uh, the Jewish Christians who said the Gentiles had to get circumcised as, as well. And if they didn't get circumcised, then they really weren't Christians. They weren't followers mm -hmm. of Jesus. Jesus was a Jew. Jesus was circumcised. Um, uh, the Messiah comes from the Jews, so everybody has to look like a Jew in the bodily form of circumcision, which you may not want to go into great detail on um, in this lesson for the fourth and fifth graders. It's a mark in the flesh that marks you as belonging to God, whereas now baptism is a mark with water and, and the sign of the cross that marks you as belonging to God. Yeah, there's great parallels between circumcision of the Old Testament and baptism uh, in, the, in the New Testament, the sign of it, but it's not a one-for-one. -one. Mm -hmm. uh, circumcision in itself did not give the forgiveness of sins, nor did it save. Baptism does, because Scripture says so, First Peter 3.21, baptism now saves you. What circumcision was, is it was a sign of God's promise to Abraham that I am going to give you a whole bunch of kids and, that, uh, and the land as well. But really the circumcision is about through your offspring, the world will be blessed. So through your children, Abraham, I'm going to send the Messiah. And so as Jewish husband and wife would be husband and wife, yep. they could look down and remember um, this marital union might bring forth the Messiah. And so when Christ finally came, there was no more need for this mark in the flesh. And so Christ replaced it with baptism, which also bestows the forgiveness of sins. So circumcision is a promise from God which men receive um, and, and perform. And, and baptism is, um, is, a, is a promise from God, which, which bestows what it, what it promises as well. Circumcision was always looking forward to the potential coming of the Messiah. Um, baptism is the coming of, of Christ into you, uh, the coming of the Holy Spirit into you. Yeah, there's so much to talk about uh, in this. <clears throat> just something real quickly, just to... I think to muse upon or to think about. So in, in the West, well, and really kind of in the world uh, for the last hundred years or so, since contraceptives contraceptives have become so uh, widely accessible and, and used, it has flipped the, the marital union uh, away from being a blessing that God has given to husband and wife for the good of the family, for the good of the community, for the good of, of all the world. And ultimately, the sign of circumcision was for the good of the saving of the entire world through mm -hmm. the Messiah who was to, uh, to be born, who was to come. Now, uh, that's turned around, and, and the marital union is not even just solely just for the marital union itself, you know, sex for marriage, uh, but it's turned in upon man's self. And so how can I uh, use other people in God's creation, other people in the world, uh, to fulfill me, to make me feel good? And so that's a desecration of what God has given sex and marriage for, which is he gives you this gift for the good of the family, for the good of the community, for the good of the world, in fact, for the saving of, of the world. So uh, that's a two, 30 seconds on godly sexuality. It's a rejection of the gift of God by which he would bless the world. 
which is which has some parallels to something that that we have been wrestling with in this lesson, uh, New Testament twenty, um, where the where the Baptists just miss the gift of God, which is baptism, uh, and the Lord's Supper as well. Yeah, they, so, they come right out and, and say it here that uh, the, that baptism does nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah <clears throat> I've talked about this a little bit before that. Uh, the, Roman Catholics and the Baptists of other sides of the Christian spectrum, they both confess the Trinity. God be praised for that. Mm -hmm. um, this is good. They both believe in, in Jesus Christ, but uh, we as Lutherans, Orthodox Lutherans, are Orthodox Lutherans and not Roman Catholics and not Baptists for, for good reason, and mm -hmm. these are the reasons. Um, in many respects, Roman Catholic Church adds on to Scripture. Mm -hmm. And so they have the councils, they have the Pope, uh, they have different uh, decrees that are added up, the tradition that's stacked on top of Scripture. And, and we as Lutherans, we reject that. Uh, sola Scriptura, one of the, the maxims of, of the Reformation. We reject its authority. So there, there, there's good teaching in there. Yep. There's some bad teaching in there. But it's not, it doesn't have the authority of God's Word. Yeah, Whereas for the Catholics, it does. Yeah. We, we don't hang our, our trust, our hope, our foundation of salvation upon anything other than the Word of God. So the, the Baptists, on the other hand, kind of like rightfully so, I'd say, hey, Roman Catholics, you guys are off on that. You can't stack and add stuff on to Scripture and say it has the same authority as Scripture. But they fall off the other side of the horse and end up uh, tossing out words of Scripture. Now, they will say, we believe the Bible, we preach the Bible, the Bible only, except for the parts of the Bible that they can't get their minds wrapped around or appear too Catholic. Uh, like baptism, that baptism really does do something, that it really does save, that it really does wash away sins, as Scripture declares, uh, uh, Romans 6, um, 1 Peter 3.21, as I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And along with that, the Lord's Supper. Uh, they say that the Lord's Supper is just a symbol, it's a remembrance meal, it does nothing, even though Jesus says, this is me, this is my body, this is my blood. Uh, so we as Lutherans, though we can't get our minds wrapped around and completely rationalize how water and word wash away sins, forgive, open heaven, how bread and wine is Christ's body and blood corporally here on earth. We can't get our minds wrapped around it, but God's word says it. So by faith we believe it. And, and that position of just believing God at his word is, is the position you want to be in at the time um, that the devil draws near to us and uh, tempts us to doubt by saying, did God really say are you really a good enough person, Pastor Bowen? You know, yes, I am, because God has covered me with his righteousness. In baptism, I'm clothed with the garments of salvation. Uh, I have Christ's holy body and blood coursing through the veins and the arteries of my unholy body and blood, making me now holy. And so, devil, get away from me. And, and so these are the words of confidence we can have as, as, as Lutherans. And I think this is part of the conflict, getting back to our lesson here, of the early church, of uh, they're wrestling with, well, how can you be assured of your salvation? The Jews say, I'm assured of my salvation because I'm circumcised, because I'm a Jew by blood and mm -hmm. this... We're children of Abraham. Sign, you know. um, and then the Gentiles <clears throat> say, no, we just believe in Jesus and Jesus only. Uh, so they, they come up with this, this letter, and I think they do a pretty decent job on page 193. Mm -hmm. There's this letter here of the apostles and elders um, from Jerusalem to the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. And they just say, hey, don't eat food sacrificed to idols because of the appearance of it. Um, don't eat 
meat with blood still in it because that's uh, offensive to the Jews. Similarly, meat strangled, uh, meat of strangled animals, and don't be sexually immoral. These are kind of the four things. I think the lesson does a good job with that. Uh, I really like its summary as well. Don't be Jewish. Don't be pagan. Yeah. Be Christian instead. Yeah. It's good. I think a good way to go on this lesson is maybe just just read Acts fourteen in your classroom, Acts fifteen in your classroom, uh, maybe a little bit of Galatians uh, as well, and then for the worksheet parts, uh, one ninety four at the bottom of the page, what was in the letter? Uh, I think that's that's good to talk about the whys and wherefores, and then to go a little bit further into idolatry. I think. That would be of good benefit for, for you and, and for the, the class to learn more about what idolatry is. It's any time that we set our heart, well, we put our fear, love, and trust in anything. Mm -hmm. Everything will be okay as long as yeah. whatever. There's your idol. So we, we would suggest not going through the lesson with, with the students on this one. Uh, but rather just read through Acts 15, read through Galatians 2, um, and, and discuss the good stuff there. You got plenty there. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next time on Matt and Mike in the morning. morning.